If I might have your attention, next step in the press conference schedule today. We are pleased to be joined by a group of racers who are coming together for the 102nd running of the Indianapolis 500 next month. We have uh, with us today Larry Foyt, James Davison, Brian Bellardi, and David Bird, most closest to me. James Davison will be competing in his fourth Indianapolis 500, this time in the number 33 Chevrolet of A.J. Foyt Racing, along with uh, Jonathan Bird's Racing, Hollinger Motorsport, and Bellardi Auto Racing. Let's start first with, with Larry Foyt. This is an exciting day for you, a third car in the Indianapolis 500. Give, tell us about how this program came together. It is an exciting day. Um, thanks, Kurt. Yes, we, um, you know, we have a history of running multiple entries at Indy in a third car, but um, you know, we had kind of decided we weren't going to do it this year and, and focus on the 4 and the 14. But uh, really, when I got to talking... Um, with David and, and found out James was available and the, the people that we could put together to make the program and, and kind of work a, a joint effort here, it just all really made sense. And we think it's something that'll really add to our two cars and, and be a, a benefit to the team as a whole. So, so that's kind of how the partnership came together and um, everybody just worked really hard to put it all together and, and you know, a couple different people involved and it's a, been a great group and so far everything's been really smooth. James has mentioned this will be your fourth Indianapolis 500, but this probably feels a little bit unique in that you've got uh, a full a full month, if you will, or a full a full schedule for the month of May. Let's talk about that and the benefits thereof. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a very uh, unfamiliar uh, position that I'm in, and um, I've got to thank uh, the gentleman next to me, uh, in addition with uh, Brad Hollinger for providing this opportunity. Uh, we're all very excited for it. Obviously, uh, AJ Foyt Racing's shown fantastic form so far this year that we're really looking to capitalize on. And um, yeah, the, the month of May can't come soon enough. Uh, what it's gonna be like running the full two weeks uh, is gonna be a new uh, experience for me, uh, really being able to um, hit qualifying uh, properly um, you know, in 2014, being a single-engine program, uh, we had no reason to really uh, go big and, and, and trim and, and those kind of things. Uh, there were 33 cars in the field. Uh, now, obviously, qualifying is important. Uh, it's not just where you start the race. You've got to make it. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, can't thank uh, all the supporters behind the program enough. Brian, down on the end, your race team has had a lot of success at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, won a couple of Freedom 100s, but I understand this is your first time to not only participate in the Indianapolis 500, but maybe even to see it live in person yourself. It is. Um, I, I've always told myself that I was never going to, even though I had success in the free, winning those two Freedom 100s, um, I would always show up on Sunday morning um, to do a few press things, but I would always end up leaving because I always had told myself that if I did this, if I did see the Indy 500, I always wanted to be there live. Be a participant. This, yeah. is, this is going to be an exciting time in that respect then. Oh, yeah. I am looking forward to it, especially with a great group of people here. 
David, your family's had such the, the Indianapolis 500 participation history. It's, uh, it continues to be a, a motivation for you each year to get back into the, to the 500 and carry on your father's legacy in, in that respect. Just talk about the excitement there and, and putting this deal together. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, James and I really started working on this uh, really when the checkered flag flew uh, last year. I was so impressed with his uh, performance in last year's race and just uh, felt like after taking a step back last year and not having a program that he was going to be the right guy to uh, to uh, to bring us back and, and, and really start a new era for us. Um, being able to put the program together with, with, with Larry has been uh, been a great experience. And I, you know, I think it's going to be a competitive program. Uh, you know, my father partnered with AJ uh, back in 1994. So, uh, 24 years ago, my dad worked with AJ, and this this year, I'm able to to work with Larry. So, kind of a multi generation thing happening, and that's that's kind of exciting and fun. And and um, some similarities to that program. We ran number 33 back then. We're going to run number 33 again. Uh, it's our 33rd anniversary of our first 500 uh, this year. Interesting. Uh, so that was uh, 85 was the first time my dad took a car, to, uh, took a driver to the speedway. So um, it's uh, to echo James, May can't get here soon enough um, because uh, every year, and uh, my, my wife probably complains about this a little bit, but my life kind of revolves around the Indy 500. So uh, being part of it is always uh, kind of puts the cap on the year. So, and to, to be able to do it with uh, with James is going to be great. To bring Brian uh, along with, to the program, it's it's you know we couldn't have put this together without without his involvement. So allowing him to you know experience his first 500 you know uh, live on the grounds by being a participant on the pit box and calling the race will be exciting for him. And and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great experience for everybody. If we have questions in the room, right down here, we wait. We have a microphone. Hi, David. Uh, question for you. Um, your family's been doing this for a long time, and I never really asked you this question. Do you do it because you um, have to help your business, advertising for your family business, or you do it because you love racing and you just want to give back to something you love? Yes, both. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's, 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 it's like all of us would say, it's a bit of a sickness. You know, once it's in the bloodstream, you can't get it out. There's, there's no cure for it. So, um, uh, so it's, it's good for our business. It, al it always has been. Um, so that's, that's one reason to carry it on, but absolutely love it. Like I said, my, my life, my year, my calendar revolves around, around Indy and, and, uh, but not just Indy, but we have, you know, we are other motorsports programs as well. Uh, we're running Chris Wyndham with, uh, you know, with, with, with Brian, uh, and the Freedom 100 to kind of, you know, take a step we haven't done before. Um, uh, so yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Robin, back here in mid-pack. Mid Can you guys break down who owns the car, who leases the engine, whose crew's going to be, who's, who's going to be the engineer, who's going to be the strategist, who's going to just fill out all those blanks, please? <laughs> well, we're all in it together. I mean, the, the equipment is, uh, you know, would be ours. Um, basically, what we've done, uh, Steve Moore is uh, a big part of the program. He's helping... All uh, kind of, yeah, I guess he's he's filling the team manager role, so he's helped uh, secure the crew and and all the people, um, as well. Uh, Kyle Brandon will be engineering the car, so James has a, a little bit of history with him, so we're excited to have him on board. 
and it's a really strong group that uh, you know that those key players have put in and so that's you know one of the reasons why we all when we all put our heads together and decided to do this that was a big part of it so yeah, it's like, like uh, David said, it's been work from everybody, but yeah, Steve Moore and, and Kyle Brandon are kind of the, the team principals on that side. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, I think when you, even when you look around the, the IndyCar paddock, I mean, there's only so many mechanics and people to go around. So when you take the 24 car field and you grow it to, to 33, it's just, always uh, can be difficult to find the, you know, the, the people you really want. And we've had good people in the past, but also we've had to take some of our people to help that program. And that was one thing we didn't want to do this year. So really for him, it was just knowing that we had the right people involved to make it a good program. And, and we were able to do that. Jenna, in the back. Larry, um, with, with the car count now at 35, is there any hesitance to take on a one-off program? Because two people are gonna go home, and, you know? Well, it's, I was going to say, you know, uh, it's really, there's been a lot of talk, and that's great for the strength of the sport right now in the Speedway that we're back to having some bumping, and I, I just hope we're not a part of it or having to even deal with the stress. I remember a few years ago, just uh, that's a very stressful situation, but when you look at the history, that's a big part of Indianapolis. I mean, that, that uh, pure emotion that you see on bump day from people uh, is is unbelievable and we're just doing everything we can uh, you know this this entry will definitely be working engineering wise with, with our other cars and so that's something that we think will help both sides to uh, to give us competitive cars all the way around I mean at the end of the day you never know what's going to happen and when, when that day comes you just hope you've done everything to not be a part of it so that's um, it's something in the back of your mind, of course, but we're just trying to do everything on the competition side to make sure that we don't, we don't have to worry about that, and we're thinking about Fast 9 and, and not Bump Day. If I can jump in a question for James. James, you have, I guess you could say, you've had day jobs, and, uh, but you keep coming back to, to Indianapolis. Uh, it's been your one race a year in this series, but you keep, keep fighting back for more at Indianapolis. What drives that? Well, I guess it really started uh, growing up, going to the... IndyCar race at Surface Paradise in the late 90s with my father and, and got a feel for, for IndyCar and the Americana and just, and just loved it. I remember uh, growing up also having the history of the Indianapolis 500 from 1911 to 94 book uh, with Carl Fisher on the front cover of it sitting on the coffee table in front of the TV as a, as a kid. Um, so... Yeah, the, the Indy 500 has always been my passion. I think, um, you know, a, a number of drivers in the series, they've, they've focused on Formula One and then things haven't worked out and then, all right, look, I'm an IndyCar driver now. But for me, no, you know, I've always dedicated my entire career uh, to the United States and being uh, an IndyCar driver. Um, obviously, it's very difficult to become a full-time driver. There's only so many opportunities. You've got to catch the right breaks. Um, I didn't quite catch those when you look at, you know, my year that I did Indy Lights, who moved up and, and so on. And so the Indy 500 is that one race that you're able to gain supporters uh, much easier than, than the others. I think that's a known uh, fact. You know, the Indy 500 is, what, you know, two-thirds of the series' real exposure just in that one event. 
Um, and of course, it's the greatest race in the world. It's the greatest spectacle in racing. I mean, you, you watch the restarts on TV, it gives you uh, goosebumps. I mean, it's just so it's such an amazing spectacle. Uh, the history of the event is, is just amazing. Um, and yeah, I just uh, have a massive passion for it. And uh, trying to win the race is, is my life goal. So. Yeah, hopefully that kind of answers your question a little Good bit. Good answer. Yes, sir, down here in front. Another question for James. Mark Reed, uh, Recreation Publications. You brought it on last year in the 500, uh, replacing Seabass, and uh, a lot of people were surprised by your performance. Were you surprised? I mean, how did you feel being in the seat at that point? Uh, look, to be honest with you, no. I mean, with this sport, if you don't catch the right breaks, you just become gone and forgotten. And again, if you look at who I ran Indy Lights with, who I beat to be straight up, it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, I don't want to name names and so on. But um, look, also as a driver, you've got to try get yourself in the right equipment and situation. And obviously, the opportunity with uh, Bordet filling in for him, I knew that was huge. It was a very stressful 24 hours uh, from when he had his crash to being confirmed in the car. I knew it was going to be a, nearly a career-defining opportunity. And I think it, to date, it has proven that way uh, for sure. Um, look, David approached me in the garage area after the race and just said, look, dude, that was awesome. I've, I've seen enough now. Let's do something. And immediately after the race, I've got that essential support behind me that I've never had before to try and get a deal done in advance. So, um, look, I, I'm, I drive aggressively. I, I know that... Uh, you know, a lot of these guys with high profiles uh, are guys that, you know, just have two arms and two legs like we all do and have caught the right breaks in their career. And so, yeah, when the opportunity came to get in equal equipment, it was on. And, you know, look, I went all in to try win it. Um, uh, I could have just brought the, the car home fifth or sixth, but I went for it because I knew it had things worked out, it would have changed my life. Finishing fifth or sixth, it wouldn't have. And uh, look, I became one of many drivers to uh, come up short to try win the 500, but it was for sure a great step in my career and unquestionably has put me in this position right here today with Larry, David, Brian, and uh, Brad Hollinger. Joey here, and then Steve. James, you just kind of alluded to the fact that you hadn't necessarily had this kind of support uh, before. Having a full year, roughly, to prepare for this, I mean, how does that change the mindset whenever you're, you're coming around to this month of May versus previous years? Uh, look, I, I, I haven't known any, any different. You know, the three years that I've made the race, uh, as Ed, I, I remember Ed Carpenter when I got the, uh, you know, secured the seat uh, last year to, to fill in for Bordet and, and Ed Carpenter saw me in the garage area and just started laughing and said, dude, you always just make it. And it's so true. 
in, you know, in 2014, I was the 33rd entry with support from IndyCar, and that's what got me into the field. In 2015, Dale uh, had actually parked the car on Monday and Tuesday practice because I had nowhere near enough support behind me, but in the end, put me in the car. Um, and then, of course, last year with Bourdais. So I've always gone into the event with one, two days practice, um, and just focused on what I need to do, drawn off my experience data bank from driving other race cars or Indy Lights, and and um, yeah, just focused in black and white on what I've, I've needed to do. So now, um, like I've touched, like I touched on earlier, I think what's going to help is uh, probably getting more out of qualifying this time. Um, again, because you really need to make the race, not just think about your start position this year um, and uh, yeah getting spending more time with an engineer to get the the balance right in in race trim as well is I think really where it's going to to pay dividends I might point out that uh, IndyCar has an open test at the Speedway on April 30th and I assume the next day on May 1st uh, you'll be part of a rookie refresher day is that would that be the plan Larry or or not no, probably won't be till I think um, most of uh, he'll do his refresher when they start the two weeks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Steve? Brian, um, 10 years ago, you were driving SCCA sprints, June sprints in uh, what, Formula Continental. How do you go from that to being an Indy 500 entrant? Well, I mean, it, it's all about passion for me. I have uh, a tremendous passion for this sport. Um, I've had some breaks along the way as making the right call as far as business models. Um, in 2011, there was an opportunity to uh, purchase an Indy Lights team. Um, so I, again, I took advantage of that opportunity and uh, and just kind of went with it. We, we've been successful. I've surrounded myself for, with great people. Um, and I think that's the key. Uh, it's the key in this and it's the key to any business in life, quite honestly. Okay, seeing no, no more questions, we appreciate uh, this, and it should be an exciting effort, as James has properly summed up. It'll be fun. So good to see you, good to see all of you, and uh, good luck in May. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Very good.